What are some of the most common reasons customers don't pay? Miscommunication can lead to a lot of non-payment. Uh, when I first started doing sales, they, they said that you need to follow the script, but think of it as a living and breathing organism. It's, it's bound to change and it's bound to get better. So you need to be able to remember the core, but be ready for change. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown and this is uh, the Hook Better Leads podcast. I have two now. Um, this one in the HVAC hustle podcast. And so now I got to get better about making sure I'm, I prep myself, my brain, because my brain almost said HVAC hustle. Hook Better Leads podcast for roofers. Um, and I've got Nicholas Brock from NCCG. What does that stand for, Nick? That is the National Commercial Collections Group. Um, but now our expertise is more so AR as a whole. And you guys, you're going to speak to residential as well, not just commercial on the lean side today? That's right. Commercial, residential, insurance, everything. And we're talking about when to file a lien and really collections for roofing companies. How can we do this better? Uh, Nicholas, could I get like a two minute background on you and the company so that um, people can really hear what we're about to talk about? Absolutely. Kind of about me, quick little snippet. My favorite title is dad and husband. Uh, and we're a family owned business. So I love what I do and helping test helping our clients and also helping uh, family business grow uh, about our company. Our whole core is helping our clients drive cash flow back to their companies without alienating their customers. Uh, and that's kind of what our services are built around as a whole. How long have you guys been doing this? Uh, this company has been open since 2019, um, but there's so much experience on our team. A lot of them have been doing it for 20 plus years, some 30 plus years. So. I'm a little bit newer in terms of experience. I got out of college uh, at the core of the pandemic. So that in itself was an adventure. Um, yeah, I've been doing this for about three years. But as we were talking about earlier, I kind of grew up in this industry. Um, so I took what I knew growing up and what I learned in school and kind of used the stuff together. Obviously, there's just some heavy stuff in this profession. It's a heavier, It's a heavier topic. Uh, what's something that's like an emotionally fulfilling part of your if, part of your job? Uh, I mean, I guess it's helping companies get to the next level um, because they may not know it, but the longer that these receivables sit out there, the more expensive it is. Uh, a lot of them don't have the proper verbiage in their contracts to so even be um, taking interest on it. So at that point, they're essentially a free bank. Um, so doing stuff like that, helping them grow, uh, and reach the next level is kind of what brings me happiness at this stage of what I'm doing. That's an interesting way to put it as a free bank. Uh, what about some, somebody that says that filing liens or collections is not a super important part of their business? Uh, I think it's really important. I mean, I think it's vital. Absolutely. Actually. Um, and it's all about protecting that cash flow. I mean, if you're floating all that money on these projects, you want to make sure that you protect it um, because people think that it's just bad customers with bad intentions. But sometimes the insurance, if we're talking about roofers or in, uh, restoration jobs, sometimes insurance companies, there's holdups, as we all know, uh, and that may be the reason. And then by the time the customer gets a check, they decide not to pay or they face a hardship. Uh, so I guess it's just knowing that life throws you curveballs and knowing how to deal with them. Uh, and that's a lot of what we do, being able to hear them out uh, 
and being that third party that is there to hear the disputes that they have and with our experience be able to overcome them when possible or at least take it to our clients and highlight it so we're avoiding litigation or any foreseeable problems that might happen. Yeah. NCCGINC.com. Um, what are some of the most common reasons customers don't pay? Uh, I mean, there's a plethora of them. I think one of the biggest ones is miscommunication. Uh, along, I mean, if you're doing a lot of jobs, it's hard to be on the ball with every single one. Uh, I mean, the bigger ones are doing it right, and even the smaller ones are doing it right. Um, but miscommunication can lead to a lot of non-payment. What is a specific reason that you've seen recently that a customer didn't pay, like a lack of communication that led to them not paying? The customer had said, this is the first time we're hearing from that about this account. Um, and from seeing it from both sides, we knew that that was absolutely not the case. Like in job Nimbus, that's what they use. Um, the sales rep in this case had just gone there like three days before they placed it and we had just started working it. So they were doing door knocks, they were sending the emails, they were doing all the stuff. Um, and still the customer felt that there was miscommunication there. But I would say it, it even goes into the fact that perception is about 90% of reality. So even though things may seem one way, they're not true in the eyes of the customer. Um, and I think that leads to say that it can be extremely hard to please customers, but if you feel like the customer is always right, then I think that's going to guide you in the wrong, right direction. What do you mean? Um, I mean, there's some things that you just have to be stern on. Uh, like if you did, did good work and they're trying to get freebies, or if they just wanted to increase the amount of a claim, you kind of have to stand your ground. But if there's small things, um, on a microscopic level, I, I've seen some roofing companies will offer like incentives or I guess payments for their customers if they find nails that were left behind. Uh, so I guess a example of that would be pay, being honest about those and paying them if they find them. If it's something that you offer, then stand true to your word. Um, and I think that will take you a long way as a company, as an individual. Um, totally. And I like what you're saying there. I just wanted to clarify. <clears throat> so next question is, what can you do besides filing a lien? Obviously, this is a pretty heavy duty move to file a lien. So what else can we do to collect payment? I mean, there's a plethora of things that you can do. Um, and in terms of our scope of work, uh, I, I think it's always focusing on processes and seeing them as a living organism. Uh, when I first started doing sales, they, they said that you need to follow follow the script, but think of it as a living and breathing organism. It's, it's bound to change and it's bound to get better. So you need to be able to remember the core, but be ready for change. Um, so that's kind of what's led us and what we do. Um, what, what are like specifics that like, even if people don't hire you guys that they could do on their own, like, what are, what are like the basic principles of collections? Like, what do you, like, how many times do you follow, you follow up with a customer before you're like, all right, time to go nuclear on these guys. 
Absolutely. And I think at the point you go nuclear is when you can say, I've done absolutely everything I can. And that points back to process. Um, and it, it also points back to communication. So if you communicate the things on the front end, if you communicate with them in terms of roofers throughout the project and afterwards, um, and you have all that documentation, you know that you did everything you could, you filed the lien, you went through collections, because even at collections, I mean, our goal, like I said earlier, is to maintain that relationship if it's commercial or get a good review. I mean, that's the end goal if it's residential or if they have a, I mean, everyone wants to be a hometown hero. So the goal is that when that storm happens again or 20 years later, they're going to hire you again. Um, we try to help you guys be or help them be remembered in good terms, you know. This is a subscription to knowledge, the most in-depth knowledge that you can find in our industry. We're spending the money to make sure that our production value is so high that you'll actually absorb the information and feel like you're getting something premium at the Building Experts Institute. Okay, and then <clears throat> when should you file a lien? When is it appropriate to do that? Uh, it's going to change based on every state, and I think it all goes back to the process. and. Again, every state's different. Some are going to be lesser. Some are going to be more. Um, but in general, you have a year to enforce liens. And some some projects will not be eligible, um, like tarp jobs, if it's repair work. Um, anything that's not a permanent addition to the home. In, in other terms, if you, if you were a landscaper and you were cutting the grass, you couldn't file a lien on that because that's just maintenance routine work. Um, but if you go and you fix a chimney, I mean, that's that's a permanent fixture, if that makes sense. Or if you yeah. do the plumbing or if you do the electrical or if you do really about any permanent fixture. I mean, we talk about the one year period. Why is it only one year for most states? And like, she should you be kind of like just doing everything in your power to collect before then and then like right before the year hits then do it then or like what's your what's the ideal time within that year if you were uh from your perspective uh I'm, i mean i think from their perspective from a state's perspective i mean it's such a powerful tool that if you're not going to use it then it needs to be enforced um in some states it's a lot sooner. Like I think that off the top, I mean, we have a lean coordinator that specializes in this. So I, I like to know it, but I don't have to know it. Uh, I think Colorado is like six months. You have like four months to file and six well, months. Some states to it's not a lot at all. And you'd say four months. Yeah. So like watch that. Yeah, exactly. And so going back to like managing expectations, when you let them know that, hey, we had all this time, we tried to work it out with you. When they only give you six months to enforce, that's not a lot. And you, going back to your question, you always wanna be working on it up until that point. Because not, it's not, especially with liens, it's not that accounts go to litigation to die, but it's just, a so, it's just such a long and drawn out process that we try to do everything before that year. And really, you want to get paid sooner and focus on that DSO, day sales outstanding, um, so that you can pay suppliers, you can pay reps, you can expand, uh, you can move into new markets, whatever you want to do with that money, 
in essence, the cash flow is yours to do what you want with, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, when can roofing companies or what can roofing companies do to avoid customers getting mad at liens being filed? I think it just goes back to managing expectations and I try not to be repetitive, but everything's so intertwined. Like it, it jumps into sales. And if you want to, you can include it in your marketing pitch. Um, and going back to the idea of being a hometown hero, I mean, UPS is going to be pretty strict on their terms and conditions of doing business. So if you follow that idea and the, fact that so many people use these businesses or Amazon, they're going to have so many protections for this, for themselves. Um, I think it's just about managing that expectation and letting them know that, Hey, I know you're a good person, Mr. Smith, but this is just to protect mm -hmm. us. And the fact that we have so much money invested in um, making you whole again or upgrading uh -huh. your home or whatever the insert here is in that situation, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I think that's really good. Just the way you say it, and it's not like you're saying they're a bad person or anything like that. It's just that we need to do this as the next step. It's appropriate at this point or whatever. Absolutely. Um, what are the most and, important... And Sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, like you said on the in the beginning of this conversation, like collections inherently is a harder topic. Um, but for one, that's why we tried to insert ourselves earlier in the process so we can help manage that relationship um but also you are talking to people about bills and, and that's why our expertise has mostly been in the commercial realm just because we're not calling people about credit card debt or uh, you didn't pay your hospital bill like that's not what we do yeah. and I have a and that's why is there a residential like roofing company like company that helps more residential that you refer a lot um refer for their roofing needs for their liens like or like collection stuff if that's not your guys's main thing do you have any companies that you guys refer well that's why we have so many le i guess services because liens we can cater to everyone collections yeah. or late stage collections is primarily just those industries i talked about but the intermediary we have uh an early stage receivable so um, I'm not sure if we touched on that before the conversation, yeah. but there's a lot of uses for that. I mean, some people might not have the internal staff to handle the level of accounts they're taking on, so they can supplement that with our prep program, which is proactive receivables engagement program. Mm -hmm. um, other ones, they might chase a storm and they don't want to have to go get an attorney in a new state and learn the lien laws of that state. Um, and other operations might just be operating everywhere. So they want to be able to file liens under one roof and then have that same company be able to kind of give them backup when it comes to making those calls and reaching out with the insurance carriers mm -hmm. or the mortgage company or having those hard conversations with the customer while being able to keep your composure and have your listening ear. Um, I don't know if you've read how to win friends and influence people, um, but the power of just, even if people are yelling at you, which, I mean, some, a lot of people do, and a lot of people cuss and they're completely in the wrong, but if you just stay on the phone and not bite back, then it's going to be so powerful. Um, 
because they're going to be shocked that you didn't bite back, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like just understanding that you're a professional and they're expecting to, I mean, ideally that they're, you know, they're more likely to treat you as a professional if you are a professional, but I I've been on those calls. Absolutely. I've been, I've been behind the scenes at roofing companies on those disgruntled calls. And I will say, man, there are some people out there that are rude. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I, the situation, I, I think it's a good time to say example or a case study um we were dealing with this account not too long ago where the roofing company truly did everything right and that's not the case all the time there's there's a lot of ways that it can go wrong i mean you're dealing with construction so um like suppliers if you're dealing with roofing supplies you deliver the supplies and then the money's owed um and there's different payment terms and stuff but with roofing like i said there's so many things that can go wrong and tarps um it goes back to managing expectations but letting them know that tarps are a temporary solution not a permanent fix um all these things add together and they become what drive you together and are forward and what lead your process and um i don't know if i answered that question really well but i think it all goes back to just doing everything right having a process and following following through with it Speaking of process, what are the most important documents that roofers need to have to protect themselves? Absolutely. I mean, some some ones you have to learn the hard way, but another thing I like to do and going back to what brings me joy is helping my clients or prospects learn hard lessons without the scar. Um, so, I, I mean, one obvious one would be a certificate of completion because um, we see it all the time. I'm sure you've seen it where a customer says that the work wasn't done or whatever, and then they sign a completion form. So, I mean, that kind of, we deal in facts, just like an attorney or like them, we deal in facts. So the fact that they have a completion form, they have company cam or a different integration for the pictures, they have the contract. Um, Another one is final invoice. I mean, a lot of them you would think are obvious, uh, change orders and living and dying by them because it'll be the ones and not to be stereotypical but from what I've learned and from what I hear it's the people that you go out of your way for um, spend time away from your kids on the weekends for um, do upgrades without charging for those are going to be the people that are going to try to jip you or cut costs on the back end so um, have everything in change orders or another like cool way to go about it is have them as credits uh, and it goes back to the contract if you pay this on the on time then you get these credits um, you know so have it there if they don't pay it sort of like collection fees attorney fees interest um, but hope they do pay because they get rewarded if they do you know mm-hmm and um, how does NCCG help with liens and what else do you guys do? Well, with liens, we really make sure that all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted because every state is going to be different. And for instance, in Texas, not many roofers know that they have certain homestead 
um, regulations or laws, you could say. Uh, for instance, you have to have the contract signed by both the husband and the wife. Uh, that file that contract has to be filed with the county before the lien process starts. Uh, and when I say lien process, I'm talking about filing, not foreclosing. Um, and so just knowing, working with the right partner who knows that is going to be take you a long way. Uh, the next step would be that liens are powerful, but they're kind of the fallback because, like I said, you don't want to go to litigation if you don't have to. So in between, you want to have a partner that can do that for you while having the drive to keep those relationships open or get that referral for you or keep those doors open. Um, and if we need to, and I haven't even touched on this, we have our network of attorneys in every state. Um, and that's kind of the last step. That's where we've done everything we can. Our clients, their internal teams have done everything they could. Um, and it's just a culmination, a paper trail of everything. Because if we get to the, or if they get to court and you have all these check boxes, if you sent the notice, they had an opportunity to pay there. If you filed the lien, they had an opportunity to pay there. If they went through the collections process, they had the opportunity to pay there. And throughout everything, you ended up here and tried to avoid it all you could and have the protections necessary in the contract. Um, that's kind of what we offer um, as a company. And it's a lot of words. And if anyone has any questions about anything we do, I'm happy to answer them, including you. Top rep. We're doing top rep then. It's great training. So you got to have that defined sales process, check tokens specifically. I don't understand how people make it with a defined sales process as an established company, but just starting out, you definitely need to have that because they need to know, like, and trust you through the whole process to, in order to give you money. What are yeah. a couple other like common mistakes that you see in this process that you can help people avoid? Uh, I think it's lack of documentation, uh, and again, just doing the right thing on everyone. And that right thing could be doing the roof right. The right thing could be following your process right. The right thing could be maintaining commu communication right. Um, so a lot goes into it, but just following the process. And again, I don't want to harp on that. Um, but as a company, what we've implemented is HubSpot. I know Adam would love that because uh, he loves HubSpot, but um, that's really allowed us to be human. Like we make mistakes. I mean, we have a team full of winners here at NCCG, but we are human. So having a CRM and a system that can help us track those, um, the equivalent would be Job Nimbus or um, AccuLinks. There's some other ones. Uh, Roofer has their new CRM. so. Um, there's a lot of options out there, but kind of leaning on technology, doing the right thing, um, not having the right documentation, what not is, following uh, through well, with how, your words. How does somebody get started with you guys? Like, what is what is the it's um, nccginc.com. What does the process look like, though? Do you um, start with like an intro call, or if somebody wanted to work with you guys, how how does that work? <clears throat> Uh, I mean, we try to make it as easy as possible. I mean, I am a consumer. We are consumers. I mean, we want to make it as easy to buy as possible. And we're working on some 
programs or initiatives that are going to allow us to be a lot more digital. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, we try to make it easy. If you want to send us an email, go for it. If you want to send us an Instagram or Facebook message, we can continue it on continue it on a phone call or a Zoom or however. Um, but in terms of how we approach it, we like to take a big bird. What are we looking at? What what kind of receivables? Where do you stand? What processes are you implementing? Or like, are you implementing liens already? Um, and really willingness. I don't think that, or I know that we're not just going to take on any account or any client, you know, like we want it to be a good fit mutually. Uh, so that goes into it as well. Uh, but yeah, we try to make it super easy, but we'll just help you understand where you are currently in terms of accounts receivable um, or just finances in general. Hey, collect um, money, y'all. And like, don't be ashamed. Yeah, don't, absolutely. Don't be ashamed that you need to get money for your work. And like, I think some people think they're doing some kind of moral service to the world by not getting in the money that they deserve. And you're doing a, you're doing a disservice to the ethics of your company. There's, there's a certain point where it's a disservice to absolutely. your company and the, the people who you work for or that that you work with your, your employees if you don't get the money that you're owed, that's at a certain point, that's wrong. That's wrong for you. to. I don't want to be dramatic, but even it extends to your suppliers. I mean, they're rightfully owed money too. So, I mean, the good people are going to try to get their suppliers paid before they pay themselves and their customers. It depends on the situation, but you're exactly right. Tim. You don't want to be afraid to get the money that you rightfully earned or your team rightfully earned. Uh, a lot of work goes into it, as we've talked about already, uh, no matter what you're doing. So you want to make sure that you fight for what you're owed and utilize the right partners to do so. All right, everyone. Thank you for watching this episode. I hope it's useful to somebody. Please get at nccginc.com um, if you need some help with this. Um, get paid. That's a really important part of business. Get paid. Absolutely. And I uh, appreciate everyone. Uh, for watching. Please like the video, subscribe, comment below. And if you're listening, please review the podcast. And uh, I hope you guys have an amazing week.